for people that want to understand what that launch looks like, a concentrated volume of sales in a week, can you share some numbers or numbers around volume in that week for the one thing launch? You know, was it more or less than 20,000 units sold? Uh, more. More. Okay. Uh, when we peaked, we peaked, we sold 27,000 copies in one week. And we had to build up to that over the course of the month. But we had done some research and we had figured out that we would have a really good chance of making it if we sold about 20,000 copies. Got it. And Gary, of course, like we made a plan to be bigger and he's, he, he doubled that again. Because if you plan your activities around your minimum needs, you're probably going to fall short. So he, we had to, a huge plan. We had all kinds of promotions. At that time, we had about, I want to say, 43,000 um, associates, of which I would say about 4,300. Usually, I look at about 10% of the total agents in our network. They're going to be really engaged. And so some of them bought one, some of them bought more. But we use them, right? We work from the inside out to help us seed the market. So it was a, route, a huge strategy to launch a lot in a small period of time and then hopefully sustain it over time. So you just gave the Top Tribe one gold nugget and we'll lay out all the numbers and data and a link to the book in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top three six. Again, forward slash the top, the number three, the number six. But Jay, you just gave us one brilliant strategy, which was again, start seeding from the inside. So for people, you know, the top tribe listening, that might be your employees, it might be family, you know, anyone you have a great relationship with. For Gary and Jay, it was 4,300 agents. So that's one. Jay, can you give us two other, you know, you said you had a bunch of marketing activities, but two other high impact marketing activities that helped you hit that 27,000 units sold mark in one week? Um, you're going to have a list. I think almost everybody <laughs> here has the ability to build an email list. You do. Almost all the media entrepreneurs out there do. I'll tell you all of my research. There's no more effective way to sell your books than to get a bunch of people who subscribe to your blog or your writing who want to hear from you. They've invited you into their inbox. So pure and simple, build your list. Um, we also launched with live events. So we leveraged local sponsors and we had 35 events over a fairly short period of time. And here's how we did it. We only said it was, I think, $25 to get a day of training. We got the sponsors to cover the hotel rooms. And then everybody who showed up got a book. And we fulfilled those books through a bookstore. If you don't fulfill them through a bookstore, they don't count towards a bestseller list. So that month, we were speaking like crazy. Both of us were on the road. And we were trying to get as many people in the seats as possible and everybody in their seat was waiting for them was a copy of the book. So that was a big part of our launch strategy to get a lot out in one month. Wow. Of those 35 events, uh, add up all the people that had butts in seats at every event. Would you say there was over 10,000 people across 35 events? Um, I want to say that we averaged about, um, I want to say 450. Gary averaged higher than I did, but that was a huge part of our base. So 16,000 people total about. There, there you go. Boom. Yep. That's a big part of our launch. Wow. That's amazing. So uh, go, that was number three. Again, number one, you said 4,300 agents, you know, some amount of them bought. You had a list and then the launch strategy, how, just for people that, again, have their own lists, thinking about writing a book and if their list is big enough yet, or if they should keep list building before launch, how big was your guys' list when you launched the book? Uh, I mean, I was counting our associates. Right today, our list is about 35,000. Um, it's bigger than it was then. So yeah. we just weren't as focused on it. And now I know it's absolutely the tool. Let's put it this way. Our opt-in list is 35,000. We had the rights back then to spam about 60,000. 
<laughs> you heard and it here first, guys. The right to spam. There you go. <laughs> well, they're affiliates with us, right? Yep, so yep. they have to accept our email, but I don't think that's the same thing. So we st- really, d- during the launch, we switched and I said, you know what? We are really pushing a lot and I want it to be a pull. And so we just flipped it and we started actively saying, everybody who just wants to hear about the book, let us know and we will only email to you going forward. And that's when we started that list. And I feel much better about sending emails to people who said, I want to hear from me. No, that that is such a good point for, again, everyone listening right now, whether you're thinking about a book launch or not, but permission-based poll marketing. Um, so Jay, I'm going to summarize real quick, and then we're going to get into my favorite part of the show. I can't wait for it. But first, again, Top Tribe, you've taken some gold nuggets from this so far. You know, Jay worked hard, worked with Gary. They brainstormed hundreds of ideas about what to make timeless over being timely. And they came up with the one thing. They optimized all of their marketing to get 20,000, at least 20,000 book sales in one week to hit the bestseller list, but they planned for double or triple that to make sure they crushed it. And they did with three specific sales strategies, selling to their agents or their affiliate or their partners, maybe Top Tribe, you have uh, affiliates or partners you can work with. Number two, they used their list. And number three, they used live in-person events. Jay, did I get that right? You nailed it. And I want to highlight Timeless. A lot of people do this strategy and they sell all of those books at at, at great cost and time and money in that first month and then the book dies. Hmm. And I'll just tell you that our sales are up year over year for July 43%, for the year almost 26%. Wow. And if you and this is kind of the validation, and I'm gonna knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it, but the word of mouth is growing. And if you do, if you invest the energy in making the product really as good as you can possibly make it. You're maximizing your chances that you'll have a timeless something that actually can grow over time. Hmm. You don't want to just show up, be the hit of the moment, have your 15 minutes of book fame and fade. Not if you're trying to build a business around it. Um, I don't want to say we got lucky because we were trying to do it, but I do feel fortunate because you can't always control that. But that's something worth working hard for. If you are loving this episode, you will love episode number eight, where we talk to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from $300,000 a year in sales to $300 million in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33. Four 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 again N A T H A N to three three four 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 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. And Jay, with that, do you know what time it is? It's time, dude. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Number one, Jay. What is your favorite business book besides the one this. thing, of course? Oh, but I hate this question, but I'm going to tell you what I'm giving away right now more than anything else, because in any given time, this changes. Right now, it's Give and Take by Adam Grant. It's really about how to grow your life through strategic giving Mm. and how to grow your business. And I love it because it lines up with a lot of things, I believe. Like philanthropy? Yes. Okay, great. We're working right now. We've been sponsoring a charity with our real estate business for the last four years and raising, you know, six figures for them. Now we're going to start one in our name. Think about the Papazan Real Estate Foundation or whatever it is. We can do all the good. It's directed at what cause we want, and it's in alignment with our business. And I can tell you the two are very synergistic, and you're not 
doing good for evil's sake. You can do it all the right way. You just got to read the book. It's a huge book for me. Such an important message. Again, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanmaka.com forward slash the top 36. Jay, which CEO are you following to study right now? Um, I've been soaking up Peter, Peter Diamandis. He's the guy who wrote Bold. He started the X Prize. I heard an interview with him and now I'm kind of suckered in. I'm trying to find everything I can about him. But he asked someone the question, if you had a billion dollars, you you fell into it, like won the lottery, right? And after the boats and the houses in Colorado, you still had a billion dollars. <laughs> what change would you make in the world? And that question blew my socks off because this whole idea of figuring out what we're here for, I thought that was a great technique. And I thought, you know what? This guy's aiming at something a lot bigger than dollars, and I want to learn more about him. Hmm. Such a Such a good viewpoint there. Number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? You know, I, I've got Evernote, I've got Wonderlist, but I'm going to say right now, Instagram, and I'll tell you why. Jay, surprise, shocker, you heard it here first, Instagram. <laughs> you know, we put the hashtag for our book inside the book. It's one of the reasons I found out about you, besides people tagging me. I also get to meet all kinds of cool people who are posting pictures of my book, it allows me, the author, and our marketing team to love on them, to reach out to them, to connect with them. That turns into speeches and keynotes. You walk into a company and give a keynote at their annual convention, guess what? They're all reading the book. Hmm. But that little extra thing, how do we identify our super fans? Instagram has been huge for us, and it totally shocked me. That's Are, are your kids judging you hardcore? You know, my kids are 9 and 11, <laughs> so they're on the verge of being on there, and then it'll be totally uncool to be on Instagram because dad's there. Exactly. All right. Yeah, get your Snapchat set up, right? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Number four, Jay, yes or no, you're building an empire, but I want to know if you're doing it in a balanced way. Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Um, I try to wake up at the same time every day. So I guarantee you I average between seven and a half and eight hours. I tend to naturally wake up, and I've been doing this for years. Seven and a half hours seems to be kind of my max. Great. But What's the wake-up time? Um, I like to get up at 5.10. 5.10. There it is. Woo. I have a workout at 5.30. That gives me a little time to have half a cup of coffee, hydrate, you know, move the muscles, and then we have Rock. a trainer in the backyard who's going to kick our butts. <laughs> you better be up and going. Yep. All right. Last one. This is my favorite, Jay, because it saves people valuable time uh, by telling, and here's the question, if you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? You've got to absolutely figure out what you truly want and do it as fast as you can. I really felt like I had all the time in the world to make up my mind about who I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm so curious. I'm a writer. I'm a researcher. I read. You should see my office. It's <laughs> wallpapered in books. But until I directed myself down the path, um, I didn't truly achieve anything that I would want to start calling legacy stuff. Am I making an impact? Am I going to leave an impression on this world that I'll be proud of? And, you know, it, it just took me until I was literally in my 30s to really articulate why I'm here, what I'm trying to achieve. And I could have done it sooner. The clues were there. I mean, I tried to write a book when I was 12. Hmm. And I backed into it. I got a writing degree. I worked in bookstores. I was an editor. I did everything <laughs> but write books. Yep. And yep. then I leap over the fence and it was like a whole new life for me. So I would just encourage people, make the leap. And if how, Jay, how old are you now? 
Um, I'm 46 today. 46. Rock and rolling. I love it. Well, again, you are on in a very interesting journey, high velocity, lots of ideas. Where can people connect or follow you online? Um, if they go to the one thing.com with the number one, the number one thing.com, you've got links in my bio to all my social pages. As you know, I'm active. I, I every day I check in on Facebook. Now you know I'm also checking in on Instagram. <laughs> so throw that hashtag out there for the one thing. And I'll come say hi. There you go. Well, from highly, from, you know, well, actually, let me start even earlier. From, you know, 14 years old or 12 years old, and trying his first book, to highly successful in real estate, to number one bestseller, The One Thing. Jay, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you for having me, man. Coming up in episode number 37 tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Scott Gerber. Okay? And you're going to be going, how the heck? because he built a 1600 member organization with a 90% annual retention rate. He's gonna walk you through how he does that tomorrow. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.